You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We started discussing the Hatha Mechira, the Hatha Mechira of selling land to a non-Jewan Arab Israel in order to remove or make less the problem of working the land of uh, Eretz Yisrael during the seventh year, or what we know as the Shemitah year. We started discussing last week some of the history and also some of the halacha. And what we specifically um, got started with is that, as you may know, that in uh, the late 1800s, when the Yishuv, the early Israeli pioneers started to work the land in Eretz Yisrael, way before 1948, so uh, they came into the, the question of what to do during the Shemitah, what to do during the seventh year. The Torah says very, very clearly, as you see on your Marim Komos, on the second page, on the seventh year, Shabbos Aris Hashem, Vashana Hashviyas, in Pasuk Dalur, Vashana Hashviyas, Shabbos Shabbason Yehiyala Aritz, Shabbos Hashem, Sot Cholos Sizra, basically you cannot work the land of Eretz Yisrael during the seventh year of Shemitah. So um, this was going to be a big problem for the agricultural farmers at that time because they've been working so hard, uh, literally dying working the land uh, for a whole bunch of years. And then the seventh year, just to stop, as we mentioned last week, would not just they wouldn't just lose a year; they'd lose two or three years. Just like as we mentioned, just like in learning, when you when you leave you're leaving for a day, and then uh, basically you lose two days. Uh, if you don't work for a year, then you're going to have to work. The, it's going to you're going to lose a lot more than just the seventh year. In the eighth year, you're going to have to then redo what you lost in the seventh year and start again. So this was a big uh, challenge, and the rabbanim came together. And basically, we even though the halachas are details, and the rabbanim thought the hetem achir was not appropriate to sell land to a non-Jew in Israel was not appropriate for different reasons. But basically, the world when I say the world, I mean the Jewish world was split into two camps. That's the world that we're interested in. I think I might have mentioned uh, a number of years ago that when I was in BMT 25 years ago, it's a long time already, right? About 25 years ago. So, um, so the Boston Rabbit came to speak to us, um, and he said, uh, first he was talking about the Boston Red Sox. It was very exciting to see some of the long white beard. He was known as a Rabbit talking about the Boston Red Sox. So, that, so that's all I remember, basically. But the one thing I remember that he said is that the Marshall asks, I can't do it like him, but the Marshall asks. All over the place, Makshim Ha'olam, Makshim Ha'olam, the world asks. He goes, I go outside, I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't hear anybody asking this question. What do you mean the world asks? The Olam HaTorah asks, and that's the Olam HaTorah, that's what we're interested in. So, basically the world, the, the world, the total world was split into two camps. The one camp was those Rabbanim, those Gedolim that held that the possibility of something, and for different reasons that we'll discuss last week, this week, and over the next few weeks, was not correct. One, you weren't allowed to sell land in Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. And two, even if you sold the land, it wouldn't even accomplish what it is that you're trying to do, which means that you'd still not be able to work the land, and you still would not be mafkia, we would not remove the kedusha of the peros that are part of the fruits that grow and the, and the, and the food that grows during the land, um, during the Shemitah year. So one, you can't do it. Two, even if you do it, it's not going to help you. And the other one I'm saying, first of all, it is going to help you if you do it. And you're about to do it. And those are the two camps. You have the, I'm just mentioning a few big names. You have Reb Chaim Brisk and Nitziv and the Orach HaShulchan and Shmuel Salat and Shmuel Medis. And they all thought that it was not, uh, that it was not allowed. And then you have Shmuel Molivar and Shmuel Clapfish and you have, 
you have the Yosef angle. Another great Hidal uh, who thought that it was 100% look at Shulam Kutna, we mentioned last week, in the, if you look at page one, just because it's such a beautiful, amazing one, it's such a pure So he says, the Sfaradim have already been uh, selling the land to non-Jews in the year. The Yisabracha, Rebbe Falkanajel, another great uh, early Rishonim, you know, the head of the Eidut HaMizrach, they said they're selling land, so the Rav Shul HaKutim, the Ashkenaz Rav Holden, says they're, they're, the Ashkenazi Gedolim, their uh, nail is fatter, it's thicker than the Ashkenazi Rabbanim's um, stomach. That's a big nail. But their pinky is bigger than our thighs. So if they said it, they said it's allowed. So what do you want to stop making all? To do about it, obviously it's allowed. And others disagree. Others disagree. They thought that maybe that the Ashkenazi you know, belly was bigger than the safari But without getting into politics, um, this is a discussion. So what we started with last week is that there is an insert in the Torah called Lo Sichanim. So before we get into the halachas of Shemitah, which is very important, that's next week. The halachas of Shemitah, what we want to discuss today is the halachas of selling land to a non human So if you can't sell the land, the whole, the whole, the whole hector, the whole way out of the problem of being able to continue to work the land is by selling land to a non-Jew. You sell it to a non-Jew. So now for some reason that takes care of the problem. Now you can work the land. Somehow. That will discuss next is whether it really accomplishes what you want it to accomplish. If you sell land to a non-Jew you sell today, does that mean you can work the land? That's a good question. What we want to do today is can you even sell the land? That's what we sell the land. Can you even allow to sell the land? Forget about it. You, you might not be allowed to. If you can't sell the land then we don't get to first base. Then there's no land to the the tech, well, the truth is, you can't sell the land because the Torah says you're not allowed to sell it to a non-Jewish It doesn't say it. Mefurish, the Chazal Darshan on a Pasuk, we take a look at the Pasuk on the second page, in Eretzai. When Hashem will bring you to the land, when you come there to inherit, so the, skip a Pasuk, when I said, Hashem will give them before you, he said, he'll smite them. You'll utterly, absolutely have a fear to destroy them, obliterate them, eliminate them. Do not make a treaty with them. is a pretty clear commandment. What is that? We're not even sure what that means. What is Lotichanim? The Chazal, because of that funny logic, have three drushes that they say, that they expound on that passage. One, the one that applies to us right now, is you can't give them a chaniyah b'karah, which basically means you can't give them a footing in Eretz Israel. You can't sell them land in Eretz Israel. The other one is that you can't praise them for no reason, and you can't give them a ma'asim. Most of you think they have Which means that you can't just give gifts to non-Jews for no reason. To give a tip, you get better service, or it's a, maybe it's a Kiddush Hashem. Usually that is, it would be a Kiddush Hashem. That's okay. But if there's just for no reason, and there's no thing to gain from our side, you can't just, why want to, probably, presumably, that the reason for these halakas is you want to distance the Jewish population, the non-Jewish population, which probably may be the dindo rice of the harfaka from assimilation. Same with Chazal, the Rabbanons, Pas Akum and Bishal uh, uh, Akum, which are Dine the Rabbanon for a purpose in our Chaka, meaning Chasmus, because we're afraid of assimilation. The Torah itself also has certain things you can't do 
Why? Because we don't want that, uh, we don't want to get too close. But what we care about is that in Eretz Yisrael specifically, no CTA left any of that. You want to sell your house in Berkeley, you can sell it to any non-Jew that you want. You want to sell it to a, you want to sell land in Eretz Yisrael, you'd be in violation of Israel. So no CTA land, Kaniya Bekarika. Yes? Wouldn't, does anybody point to left the where it says twice that God is giving the land to Abraham's people forever? Twice, not just once. Which means? Uh, yeah. Which means it's our land. So how, can we, how can we override what God is giving? God's giving to us. You're, just, you're explaining why why you can't sell the land to a non Jew. Right, it's partial. It's partial. Yes, right. Yes. Yes. I mean, forget about castles. Yeah. Who are you to sell the land that, that, that God gave to you to give to someone? Right. Good. Yeah. We say Dushashnia Lobafa, right? Right. So how does selling the land Good. to non Jew even help? So that, that's what I said. That's next week, not, that's the next question of, even if you sell it, how does it help? What does it accomplish? So some Gadolim said, you can't sell the land. Other Gadolim said, you can sell the land, but it's not gonna accomplish anything. You still can't work the land, cause Kedusha Shneel lo Batla. That, I wanna discuss that next week. In other words, what's the impact of the sale? So is Shvi, is the Isser on the Gabra, or is it on the Chetzis? It's not to, so the Chazanish says that selling the land is not just to be mafki, because the problem is you mafkiya the Kedusha Saharets. That's not the issue. It's an issue to sell land, just like Lenny said, you can't sell land or non-Jew, whether it's mafkia the Kedusha, it's not mafkia the Kedusha, whether it accomplishes, doesn't accomplish, you can't sell land to a non-Jew nurse at all, it doesn't matter the impact. But we're asking, but what would, what would, what would we even accomplish if you sell the land if you still can't do work, because Kedusha Shneel Abatla, that's next week's year. The impact is next week's year. This week's year is, can you even do it? You'll have to do it in the first place. You'd be over on a violation of the law. Yeah, you mean, violation of an Israel. We wouldn't allow the Khatima, us to, uh, the Jewish people to do something that's an issue of our eyes. Okay, it can't be part of the plan. Listen, we have to work with them and everything, so it's looking at violation of an issue of our eyes, and that will help the working of the land. We wouldn't allow such the way that went, you know, they, you know Malchus. Malchus. It'd be Malchus. It's a law. So, you know, so, so Eating trade. That's what? Palestinians are saying if you sell land to a Jew, we're going to kill you. So we would give malchus. Right. So Someone's in violation of a law. We would give malchus. Be edim b'hasra. Edim b'hasra. You say it to the person. You know, I said when he said I sold it anyway. But you know, it says in the pasuk, "Lo sechadim." You get malchus, and he sells it anyway. There will be there will be a violation of malchus. Yes. That's part of it. Good. So last week we mentioned five different. Last week we mentioned five different possible reasons why. That to, for this particular purpose, you would be allowed to sell land to a non jew What were the five reasons that we... This is all Chazara. <clears throat> as we mentioned last week, I'll just throw it in, is that with these shiurim, as opposed to what we said last year, where every shiur is its own billion of theosophy, you come to one, and this one, not that it's good to miss, but whatever. In these shiurim, it's really uh, ideal to, to come, because they're building, we're building a, a structure and we'll hopefully get a full picture over the next uh, four or five weeks. But that being said, last week we mentioned five different reasons. Five different reasons. Why? For the head of Mechira, for Avoda Shemitah, Bekarka, Avoda Sakarka, Bishmitah, you'd be allowed to settle in. One, we said, first of all, first of all, uh, what's the reason? What's the reason you can't settle? Some, uh, some postkim said, the reason you can't settle land is mm-hmm. because it's our land. And the whole purpose is for us to build the Yishu of So how's that going to help us? You're trying to build the Yishu, build the economy so that we can, Jews can live in our land. So you sell land to a non-Jew, that defeats that purpose. Unless, of course, it helps that purpose. 
Let's say, let's say we would come up with a situation where selling the land to a non-Jew would actually help the Yisho. Well, how would it help the Yisho? Well, if you're selling the land, if you continue to work the land in Eretz Yisrael, if you continue to work the land in Eretz Yisrael in the late 1800s, then guess what Rothschild is going to continue to do? He's going to continue to give money to the Yisho in Eretz Yisrael. But if they stop working the land, then he says, listen, I'm paying for you, and then you're going to take the seventh year, and you're going to, you're going to knock the whole thing off, we're going to lose money, we're going to lose land, we're going to lose time. So uh, he stops giving money. He said, it's, it's hurting. By not selling land, you're hurting the Yisho. So is that, but that's an interesting approach. Usually we don't use the Tamhamis. First of all, we don't really know the Tamhamis. So the Torah doesn't say the But even if we can conjecture the Tamhamis, we usually don't use that to apply the halacha. That's what some say. Rav Kook said, the whole halacha only applies if you're giving a non-Jew a footing in every zone, because he's not, we don't want him to have a negative impact on us. Let's say he already owns land in Eretz Yisrael. So he's already your neighbor. It's your neighbor. So it's not going to make him more your neighbor if you sell him your backyard or your farm. He's still there. You're not selling it to a non-Jew who has no footing in Eretz Yisrael. Then you bring him in. Now you'll get someone from Turkey. You come and, and, uh, and, and, and buy him. No, no. This person lives next door. So I'm not, I'm not furthering. I'm not, I'm not uh, bringing more non-Jews into Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, if Kok says it's best then to sell it to a non-Jew who already owns land in Eretz So one is you can sell it to a non-Jew who already owns land, and two is since it's helping the Yishuv, helping the community, helping the economy. So therefore, we allow the not being violation of Los We also mentioned that Rav Kook, uh was of the opinion that the um, Isser of Los although everybody agrees on halacha, does not just apply to the Zion army. Right, the we saw them this week in the parsha. Not just the Zion, who the old Ovel uh, Zor, living in Eretz Israel, but it applies to all non-Jews, but not to Gair Kosher. Someone who accepts upon himself to keep the Zion Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, accepts upon himself not to be Ovel Zor. For him, this halacha doesn't apply, probably because, or possibly because, we don't want him to have a negative impact. It's not a negative impact if you live next to a non-Jew. As long as he's a non-Jew, the now we're shipping up on the Zara, the Zionists, Lo Sirtzach, Lo Sidnaf, Lo Sidnaf, he keeps. This is not Jew. So what is the negative impact? It's not such a negative impact. We can sell it to a non-Jew who's what we call a Ger Toshev. And if Cook held, even if there was no formal acceptance, it added, by definition, assuming it's not a violation of Lo Sirtzach, Lo Sidnaf, Lo Sidnaf, which may be a problem to find. But let's say you would be able to find such a person. So then it would be a, not a problem to sell it to such a person. That's the, that's the third level of re, a third possibility of how you can sell land today in Eretz Yisrael. There's a few different reasons that we made, mentioned last week. But I want to discuss now with the cousin here. I was wondering, you asked me if I was going to ask you, does it make a difference which guy you sell? But yes. But, and, and that also ties in, if you sell to a, uh, I guess, a dependent of Ishmael, then that might fit in with what the father said, you know, we're selling to Abraham's we're not selling it out of Abraham's descendants, right. even though, you know... Right. Right. But it says clearly that he gave it to... It's not going to stop, he gave it to Yitzchak, I think, so... Uh, like, yeah, and not, it doesn't say it here, but right. with respect to the land itself. Right. Abraham's descendants, right. Will, right. You know, everything will be... Depends which, the process in which parsha we're up to. But now that we're up to the parsha as opposed to Torah, it will probably only apply to Menei Yitzchak. Is this term the term of the time used anywhere else in the time? I don't think so. The word chayim, no, it's chayim in Hashem. That's where they get losi chayim lehem chayim. But losi chayim lehem chania. If you look at Rashi, I think he explains what if it was chayim, would have used this lashon. If it was chayim, so the fact that they use this funny lashon, you can get three drushes out of it, three interpretations out of it. The Chazanish tells he didn't like any of these thumbs 
any of these interpretations, any of these hetaven, the Torah says you can't sell land to a non-American. So, what does that, you know what that means? You can't sell land to a non-American. Therefore, it's also. There was also. You're going to give reasons why the Torah says the Torah doesn't tell us the reason. Don't give, don't tell me reasons and then apply the halacha based on that reason. It's also to sell land during a during during any year, including the Shemitah year and including for the Shemitah year to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael. Period. It's it's also to sell land of Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. Period. So the Chazanish held it was a whole hat of Machira doesn't get off the ground because he can't. The question is as follows. The question is as follows. Okay, the Chazanish, we speak to the Chazanish, listen, you're involved, but we have all the involved. All the And they have a right to pass it the way they feel, the way they see fit. According to the Chazanish, he would say, yeah, you have a right to disagree. If you hold like those post him, then you can't sell land, right? Then you can't sell But the Chazanish would say, but I hold you can't sell land. So according to the Chazanish, what they're doing doesn't work or not, in other words. If you, you know, you know, sell land. So, let's say you hold it to you sell land in. Does the sale go through? You're not allowed to do it, fine. But I did it anyway. So, does it go through? Does it work? A Kohen cannot marry a Berusha. Fine. Let's say he does it anyway. Does it work? Is it a tradition? Yes. Is it Chal? It is Chal. That's a funny thing. Torah says you can't do it. And if you do it, it's Chal. But there are other relationships with that doesn't work. Torah says a person can't marry uh, one of his, you know, the, uh, a very close, a, a, a person can't marry his sister. A person marries his sister, does, is it chal or not? No. Gerusha, calling Gerusha chal. Right? So, probably, and this is what the Chazanish says very clearly, as follows, very interesting, we're going to do a whole sugya now, as if we're back in Yeshiva, and 17 years old, learning a Lomdash sugya in the second tradition, in the second of And from this Lomdash so here, we're going to come to understand what the Chazanish said, which I'll tell you right now. By the way, if you are 17 years old or close to it, then that's not such a big thing. But if you're, you know, you're 50, 60, 70, then it's a good, you'll have a good feeling now. We're going to go back. The Chazanish says as follows, if I own land that I sell it to a non-Jew, my neighbor, even though the Chazanish says, I hope you can't do that, but if you do it, the sale is stopped. Once the sale is coming, the sale goes through, and now it belongs to the non-Jew. Belongs to the non-Jew. You couldn't do it, but you call like those folks that said you can't do it. And I hold, Lamaisa, it's chal because you did it, then you can work the land. Because you couldn't do it, but once you did it, it's chal. The same way if you're coming, marriage and Arusha, it wasn't allowed to do it. Now they did it, it's chal. You have to get a, to get a divorce. It, it, it took place. The sale went through. The Chazan says, however, if the farmer would not sell it to his non-Jewish neighbor. He would actually appoint the Rav, which is typically and is what is done. He appoint the Rav, appoint the, um, uh, the not, not Otzer Bezdin, appoint the Bezdin. Otzer Bezdin is something, we'll get to Otzer Bezdin in a while. He'll appoint the Bezdin to go and sell the land as his shliach. As his shliach. He'll tell the Rav, I'd like you to sell my chametz for me. I'd like you to sell my chametz for me. Not that you're selling the chametz to the rav, and then he gets to keep the chametz over Pesach. That doesn't that you should, that doesn't happen. You're, you're asking the, the rav to be the shliach to sell the chametz for you. I'm asking the rav to be the shliach to sell my land for me. That's typically what was done. So the chazan says. So the chazan says the sale is not chal; it doesn't go through. 
But the rabbi was the Messiah of the Kedushin, he's not a shliach. He's just making sure that, uh, so that everything's going it. through. What? How is he allowed to do it? He's not allowed to do it. He'd be a Messiah. He can't do it. A rabbi would not be allowed to marry a Kohen and a Gerusha. But you don't need to come rabbi. So if you don't have a rabbi, and a man goes over to a woman and says, Hey, rabbi, you have free agent. 
it's kosher. But it's good to have a rabbi to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing. And Kohen shouldn't marry a garusha. That's what the rabbi did for. <laughs> just one background yeah. question. Yeah. Are we equiv- making equivalent mechira and tchira for right now? Selling? Yes. We're saying some posts can some kind. And one of the things he said is that some posts can say that there is no that there is no isra losukhanim unless you sell the land let's it forever. Sell it and it's clear that you can sell it for a year and buy it back, then there's no loss of Khanim at all. Well, That's we'll in, the Khazanish disagrees. The Khazanish disagrees with that too. We say it's the equivalent Loss of Khanim. You're still being Vadish Loss of So the Gemara says as follows. Somebody who gives a, a flame, someone who asks his friend, listen, this guy he 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 did something bad to me. I want you to go and damage his property. Somebody sends his friend to go and do damage to someone else. So the Gemara says the pikeach, the, the messenger, the shliach, not the mishaleach, is chayv. The shliach, not the mishaleach, is chayv. Everybody hear it again? Reuven sends Shimon to do damage to Levi. Someone has Levi now has a hundred dollars of a thousand dollars of damage. Someone has to pay. Who pays? Ruvay, the sender, the Mishaleach, or Shimon, the sendi. Where is it? The sendi, or the Shulit. It is a word? Sendi? Wow. Okay. The, I know it is a word. The sender, or the sendi, the Mishaleach, or the Shulit. You don't think so? It's all right. It's all right. So, the Gemara says, Shimon is high. The Pikeach is high. The Pikeach is high. So the Gemara asks, the Pikeach is high. Why should Ruben should be chayv? Why should Ruben be chayv? Shluchu shal Adam. So, do you like that question? Is that a good question? The Gemara's question. Name of shluchu shal Adam kamosa. So, what? Because what it says, if I say you can jump off the bridge, you can jump off the bridge. Did Rehab write? No. But you did. Okay, go to the contract killer. You go ahead and you... Okay, kill him. Killing's actually different than Mark. Listen to this. So the Rebbeir Simcha called this. Rebbeir Simcha. In Arsameach says as follows. Remember, Rav Shachta told me a story once. Rav Shachta told me once a story. But he told it to me three times actually. Because I keep, every time, every, every five times I see him, I ask him to repeat the story. I love the story. I'm not going to get it right. It was an old, old man in Washington Heights. His name was Mr. Cook. And uh, he was as a young boy. His father would take him on a business trip, take him on some business trips. And, and he was on a business trip with his father. And they got stuck in, I think, Warsaw in World War I. And they, they, couldn't, they couldn't travel. They couldn't move. And they basically were in a town right by the, uh, by the wrong shop. But the Yossi goes in Rubbish. And Rubbish, as you know, had a very sharp, different type of personality. And people used to have fun with the Rubbish. I mean, the Rubbish used to have fun with them. But they would mention different Rabbon and what he thought of the different Rabbon. They say, Rabbi, what do you think of the Chavetz Chaim? Again, they were all contemporaries. Because the Chavetz Chaim, a fine at Sadiq. He said, what do you think of the Chavetz Chaim? He's a fine at the Irish Rabbon. What do you think of the Chavetz He's a fine at the fine at the Hanumasim was a malamit for you know in the in high school. What do you think of the Arsim? 
this young boy would go and this Mr. Kuddy told him chat this young boy he always goes to Rabbi Shalom had a difficult time dealing with adults, he loved the kids, he'd have the kids come in, they'd talk to the Torah, and he'd always ask, he always said, anytime, anytime in conversation, the Mary Simcha would say, come up, Rabbi Shalom would stop, and he said, stand up, and Mary Simcha would say, he knows that, Mary Simcha. Now you should know that they were living the same thing. So, Writes as follows. He doesn't understand the whole question at all. If I ask Lenny to shut the lights, Lenny, shut the lights. Do me a favor. So, you shut, Sam, shut the lights for a second. Shut the lights. Yeah, right there. Shut the lights. Okay. Good. That is all. Shut the lights. Okay. Is he my sh- Who shut the lights? Is he my shirt? He's my shirt. Let's say yes, Sam, can you jump for a second? Can you jump? Let's say Sam jumps. <laughs> Sam jumps. Is Sam my shield? Did I jump? Oh. Who should did I jump the line or did he shut the line? He shut the line, he's not my shield. Can you someone can what can you do me a favor and get me to sit there? So I so the whole thing. How much of the White House can you do Well, so, so in other words. Shlichus is not, it doesn't apply just because you ask someone to do something. That's not shlichus. Shlichus is not everything, anyway. We have to define when, what shlichus is. What are, you can't discuss ancient shlichus and barabayu. Until you explain what shlichus is. Let's explain what shlichus is. So what's a shlichus? A shlichus is the arson of the A shlichus is as follows. When we have a certain event, a certain, um, something that has to take place, the cloud goes, something has to take place. <clears throat> that requires me, the Balabas. And no one else can do it but me. And if anybody else did it but me, it would be meaningless. That means I am the Bible. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.